It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome into episode number 6,000 of Jobbing Out. And I'm just going to tell you, that's my rough guess on how many times we saw Leo Rush over the years, who returns to the program this week. I genuinely, how many different promotions do you think we've seen Leo Rush perform in, Aaron? In person? Yeah, in person. WWE, NXT, MCW, CZ, yeah, uh, what, evolve, evolve for sure. Yeah, evolve. Didn't see him personally in AEW, but obviously he showed up there. Yeah, I mean it's a lot. Yeah, uh, we're Defy. I mean, some of our listeners definitely saw him in Defy. We're yeah, that's true for sure. We're really excited. Leo Rush is back on the show this week. It's been a while. We love Leo. He's got a new record out. We'll talk about that. Talk about when we might see him again, which uh, we are looking forward to, and uh, all that stuff. We will do that a little bit later on in the program with Leo Rush. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton. It is a picks week. We also realize it's a week in which a lot of people are distracted and probably not quite as interested in an hour-long conversation about pro wrestling. That's what we do, um, so we'll, we'll do our best. We understand there are far more important things going on in the world. I don't care if it makes you hate me or however you feel. This is one of the darkest weeks in American history. Uh, I would encourage you to... um, uh, uh, Mrs. Clark and I just made a donation to the Baltimore Abortion Fund. I would encourage people to try to do some similar things uh, in an attempt to improve it. And I don't think we need to spend a whole lot more time on that. Do you want to start with picks? Do we want to... I know how Brandon feels about this pay-per-view and he and I are not very far apart on this 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 feels at this point like a thank god we're just getting to it and now let's get on with it type of moment for AEW I don't yeah. complete I don't completely disagree this you know you, we said it from moment 1 when this was announced this was going to be something exciting for the people who it's geared towards and I, not at all. I got to be honest with you. I have not even really sensed all that much excitement from those people, Aaron. Yeah. Oh, oh. And I'm, I'm, and let, let me, let me phrase. They didn't build it well, even for those people. Yeah. But, you know, like, you know, if you're into these matches, you'll be into it at the moment. But yeah, I mean, as I don't think, as you said, I don't think anyone's really been a fan of the build of this. They're excited. If, if they're excited, they're excited for the pay-per-view itself. Those three or four hours. But it's very much in a bubble. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not. Ex- I, I just do not see a ton of. M- m- I, I'm trying to think of the way, the right way to say this. I do not see a ton of. This is th- some transcendent moment in all of professional wrestling, from even like the, the most hardcore of the hardcore AEW folks. Um, I think for those of us that are very middle ground with this, it's been awful. I mean, it's just been an awful few weeks of what are we doing and why. And I think for even the hardcores, it's sort of been like, uh, okay, I mean, it'll be cool. And look, at the end of the day, I there will definitely be good wrestling matches 
um, on this show. There's no doubt about it. I, and I almost feel weird doing a pick segment because I feel like so many of my answers are going to be, who cares? Like, right. d- does it matter? And we'll do it anyway just for the sake of talking about it. Forbidden Door from Chicago. It's a Sunday night event. There are... 10 matches on the card, one of which we don't know the opponent, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, A lot of which are like this. Max Caster and the Gun Club against, you're going to have to tell me who these people are, Aaron. They're they're all the kind of the U.S. This is the U.S. dojo, basically, the, the New Japan Strong. Um, that, that's what these guys are. They're the guys who work out of LA, who do the new Japan strong shows, who are major part of the, the U S tours. Obviously they bring over, uh, you know, some new Japan guys, but a lot of these smaller U S shows are also, you know, these guys it's, it's the U S dojo group. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, there's, yeah. there's that. Let's just go ahead and say it. It damn well had better be Max Caster and the gun club. Otherwise, what are we doing here? Brandon, are you there? Yeah. We're no, doing- no, no. I, I, listen, this is going to be the problem with all of this because I think there's going there's to be a lot of situations where it feels like the AEW people should just win because there's no – I mean, I guess there's there's some other situations that have a little bit more uh, story or uh, maybe not really, but like – There's only like two matches that have story, right. let's be honest. And so like – it's going to be really weird to figure out which. So, yeah, like that's a long way of me saying I agree with you. But I just like, do you do you see them really caring if any of these people, AEW people win past the really important ones? Right. No, like, I mean, and that's that's the interesting. Wait, wait, wait. Thing did, that, did, wait, what did you just you just did, you said the AEW people? I, I would I think it's the exact opposite. I don't think that they care about the New Japan folks. Well, they're going to have to concede something. So what I'm what I'm saying right. is, the, at the end of the day, if they're having a conversation about who wins and who loses, and giving you this and giving us that, I feel like AEW probably has about three people that they really want to win, and past that, who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this to me falls into the yeah, but this this I think category. is, but I think this like, is really important in the other way. There is no reason to have this match if you don't care no about. No reason to have any of these matches. That's again for the sake of having good wrestling matches. There is specifically no reason. I don't know who these people are, and I like wrestling. There is no reason to have something that you have that's hot, that matters, that's working. Be put in a match like this unless it's for them to win and to continue being hot. This is important. This isn't one that you can say, ah, this doesn't really matter. Let's just sacrifice it. No, it's the opposite of that. This, you've got something right now. You know, like, while I'm with you, I'm with you. I'm saying, I'm trying to get in their head. They did the MJF stuff. But I understand that. But I said what I said about the MJF stuff. Oh, right. Brand- that- Brandon, Brandon brings up a good point here in, in simply that a lot of the decisions here, and, and this has been historically the case with any New Japan crossover show with Ring of Honor, with whoever else, like there are a lot of politics that go on in any of the these shows with New Japan because they are fiercely, fiercely pr- protective of their wrestlers. So whatever this match is, this match very well could end up being a we need to balance this out but, one way or the other. But that's the problem. The problem is if you have to think about it, put somebody else in the match. 
if you have to get another match on the card where you're allowing New Japan to get a win, don't put in something that's hot. Don't do that. There are other people on your roster that are irrelevant. Just put them in an irrelevant match for the sake of making sure that New Japan gets a win. There is absolutely nothing that would make it acceptable to put the gun club and Max Caster, who are great, who are at the moment with no MJF there, arguably the best thing in all of AEW right now. There is zero reason to not have them win this match. Yeah. And it would be a travesty. And this is the pre-show you want the crowd to pop, and they're not going to pop for the New Japan Dojo. Yeah, correct, correct. All right, I I can't believe we spent that much time on it. Um, Let's move on. By the way, there there are odds on the match. Oh, yes, go ahead. Gun Club and Max Caster minus 250, uh, Dojo plus 170. It feels like they should be stronger than that, but that's just me. Uh, All right, uh, the All-Atlantic Championship is a thing. Pack. Miro, Malachi Black, and Clark Connors in a four-way match. Aaron. Um, yeah, this was supposed to be Ishii. It is now Clark Connors because Ishii's hurt because everybody's hurt in the entirety of professional wrestling. Um, so it, it just kind of depends where what this belt is. Nothing. If this is, but, And then that's the thing. If it's nothing, then Miro should win because Miro should always win because Miro is amazing. If this is something where it's supposed to be like a traveling championship where someone is going to Europe and defending it. Someone is going to Japan and defending it. Someone is going to Australia or Mexico or wherever and defending it. Then I think the logical option is probably pack in that case. So that's kind of where I'm at that the should is should mirror. If it stays in place should pack, if it travels and will end up being, Probably at this point, it'll probably will end up being Malachi Black. Brandon, are we going that order? Because that's where we go. I go first, yeah. then you, then Brandon. We've always done it that way. Oh yeah. I'm, what are we doing? Yeah. I don't I, know why. I, I feel like Brandon's doing. So. Are you? Are you working on something? Are we distracting you? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to think of like like why. Like, again, like I said at the beginning, like, why would we pick anyone other than AEW? Like, when we go through this, like, what matches are we not going to pick the AEW people? Well, there's, <laughs> that's why there's a should and will. That's true. That's how we do true, things. True, 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 true. Okay. Yes. I mean, Malachi Black can't lose. <sighs> Pack's not a thing. I don't know who Clark Connors is. Miro's had a belt right so i think the should is malachi black could you give this to miro because he feels like a bigger deal since he hasn't been around i think there's an argument there i'm gonna say should malachi black will miro the, the should of course is miro because he's miro now the, the this goes back to what is this thing in my world where this isn't a thing and this shouldn't be a thing because why would it be a thing this would be a great spot to try to give something to them, right? Like, here's a moment that could matter for New Japan. The problem being, again, as Aaron points out, the New Japan representative that's in the match was just sort of forced in. And as Brandon points out, the overwhelming majority of us have no idea who he is. So, Will, I, 
I, I understand the argument about Malachi Black. It's a four-way match, so you, it, there's no real, like, it would be damaging for him to lose because he doesn't have to be involved in any capacity with with whoever loses. I, I'll say we'll pack as well, but this definitely feels like a spot where this is the one. If you need to give it to somebody, Lord knows this is not a thing. It's unnecessary. Just go ahead and give it to New Japan for the sake of saying you did something for him. But I'll say pack too. Uh, uh, Mirror minus 175, Malachi Black plus 235, Pack plus 400. They have Ishii, so I'll, yeah. I'll replace Ishii with Clark Connors at plus 750. Well, I would think that number might even be bigger than that. Yes. Um, there's an eight-man tag match that we all desperately needed between the Bullet Club representatives of Hikaleo and El Fantasmo with the Young Bucks against something that they're calling Dudes with Attitudes. <laughs> What? He couldn't help himself there. Dudes couldn't help himself with attitudes. I don't feel like I need to explain any further. I feel like we could just go from there. Yeah, Darby Allen, Sting, and um, <laughs> Shingo Takagi and Hiromu Takahashi. Wait, isn't that from the nineties? Like, this yes, is- yes, yeah. that's the bit. <laughs> I mean, there's a really clear should here. <laughs> I, I think the Bullet Club's a real thing, so I guess the Bucks are kind of adjacent to that now. But you know, I, I guess the should is the Bucks team. Let's just be honest, Sting is winning. <laughs> um, the should is most certainly the Bucks team. I I hear what you're saying with you know how LOL Sting wins, and this is a little bit weird because there's. New Japan representation on both sides, so I, I don't know. Oh, for F's sake! What is this? Like, what are... Sting? Sting is gonna jump off of. Uh, what of... was the story of dudes with attitudes in WCW, Aaron? What was the story? I they thought it was a WWE thing. Was it well, WCW? well, it was. It was um, HBK and yeah. Diesel were called two dudes with attitudes. Yeah, that wasn't a I WCW. Could've... I no, no, I think there was. Like, I'm pretty sure there was a. D- in early oh no no no! They fought the horsemen. Well. They fought the horsemen. Yeah, yeah. With, no, exactly. with Sting. Like, wait, wait, wait. With with Sting, here. which is why it is they're doing this. This wait, has nothing wait, to do wait, with wait. WWE. Thing. You want to hear who the rest of them were? Uh, you'll yeah sure. <laughs> wait, can you try to guess? I don't. There's what no. What year was it? 1990. Lex Luger. Luger? No. Yeah. Luger. Yep. There's two obvious. There's there's a two more obvious ones that you should just guess. Immediately, think of a tag team. Diners. Yep. There's three more people. Just tell. You're just, never just, gonna guess just, all three. Just tell us. Junkyard Dog. Okay. Paul Orndorff. Okay. And my favorite of all, Elegante. Uh, Johnny oh Gonzalez. <laughs> what a team. That's like seven people, by the way. One, two, I was going to say, how did it get that big? One, well, two, I three, mean, four. The four horsemen were about, never mind. And it, look, whatever. <laughs> who, who, this definitely is a who will win, who cares. I don't know. I The the Bucks win because I have to say something here. Go ahead. Um, The frustrating thing, you take out Sting and you take out Hikaleo, and this ends up being like a match of the year six-man tag with Darby and Shingo and Hiromu uh, involved on one side and the Bucks and LP on the other side. Like, that becomes one of the craziest six-man tag we've seen in a while. 
Um, but you had to include Sting, of course. Um, I guess the question... Trying to put in some wrestling. This I'm getting dangerous here. I'm actually trying to apply logic mm. because, like, they are both on social media and like in the Bucks' little kind of video segments thing, making it clear that the Bucks had kind of left the Bullet Club behind. Um. So, like, could they do something there where there's dissension between okay. the Bucks, yeah, and LP and Hikaleo? It's like, can you do that just because again Sting's gonna win? I mean, hopefully they give Darby a pin. They they won't, but, you know. Um, could you do that here? Yes, and it would make sense, and, you know, you give that team some fun stuff. The, this shit doesn't matter, but I am going to say the will is is the dudes with attitudes. Oh, God. Oh. Um, here's a mouthful. Three-way winner-takes-all tag team match for the ROH World Tag Team Championship and IWGP Tag Team Championship. <laughs> FTR versus United Empire, Great Ocon and uh, Jeff Cobb, and Rapongi Vice. Oh, I, my head hurts. Um, I, I'm the one. Yep. You get uh, to take first crack at this one. I mean, you tell me which of this group is most likely to perform in both of these companies, Aaron. And, and that's kind of where I'm at Vice, right now. Right? That's, I mean, what I, that's what Vice I think. Is, is, you know, Rocky Romero is the one guy who's very much involved in both companies. Yeah. Although if you uh, told me that they were like, okay, FTR, go do whatever you want. Right. You like know FTR wants to do it. And that's the, that, I guess that's what I'm coming to. They have... They have failed so miserably with FTR in in what they want you to believe they've they've presented FTR FTR to be versus what they actually have presented FTR to be that this might be sort of the consolation prize. Hey, we haven't made you the incredible tag team that we sold you as being and you're supposed to be because you really are that good. And so if this is what you want to go do, fine, go do it. And let's pretend like it's a really big deal. So, I really like Trent Beretta. I mean, I think, I think they're great. I think, I, I don't know, should and will FTR. Yeah, it's hard to get a, a true should here because I think you can make a compelling case for any of these teams. Like, any I, of I think the- it's hard... It's a little hard for United Empire, right. but if it gets me Jeff Cobb, you know, more Jeff Cobb, and uh, I guess if it's Ring of Honor, like, we don't know what Ring of Honor is. So Yeah, that's the, I don't, you know. Yeah, that that's the trick about it. Like, if you told me that I'm getting more Jeff Cobb on AEW regularly, cool. Love Jeff Cobb. Love more seeing more of him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, they, they're the underdogs for a reason here. It just depends, like, you know, both. Rapongi Vice was a former uh, IWGP tag champ. They're a former Ring of Honor tag champ, so they make a lot of sense. But I, I think I'm, I'm kind of with Glenn is that FTR at this point, it just feels as ask them, you know, just let us go around, do what we want. We're seeing them pop up at a bunch of independent shows. We're seeing them do all these other things. So that just kind of seems where they're at right now is we just want to go out and wrestle. And they said it basically as soon as they left wwe is that one of the things they really want to do is go to new japan Mm -hmm. so you know as long as they've worked out a way that this can work you know i I don't know if it'll be a long uh iwgp tag run for tag champion run for them 
But if you tell me that it gets them, you know, through the summer, gets them to a couple big shows, um, sure, why not? Uh, so I, I guess I'll say should and will FTR. And uh, so first of all, I'm going to do so- I'm going to do something weird and say I actually think they deserve a little bit. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to go that far. I think that this whole FTR has been a miserable failure in AEW thing is a little overstated. I just think... Be careful on what I'm saying. Miserable failure is that they presented FTR as being the biggest tag team, the best tag team in the world, and they haven't actually allowed them to do that. That's fair, but I also think that they've gotten over to a degree that I didn't expect as baby faces. Well, I disagree about that. They're incredible. I would have expected that in a heartbeat. But they w- <sighs> They're perfect. But this is the first time I've seen that. Do you well, know I mean, what I mean? I think like, that I think that's your your I only know it no, WWE. No, 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 no. This showing. is the first time the crowd has reacted to them that way. There was like a brief stint of that in NXT, but then like I feel like, you know... In WWE, Not really. I mean, they were, they were pretty much heels the entire time. Right, right, right. They were so really like, good at being heels. And what we know is when right. you're really good at something like that, everyone recognizes don't it. You just see, don't you think they deserve a little bit of credit for presenting them this way and the music? No. Like, I, I think this is entirely about those two dudes who are amazing oh, okay. and so good That's at what fair. they do that they can get... Anything they do, they can be over because they're incredible. I think AEW deserves zero credit whatsoever. And they're just shoving them in the corner. Yes. And it just so happens that they continue to get I, I think it's the exact goes. opposite. I think AEW deserves scorn for trying to present them as being the world's greatest tag team, but doing absolutely nothing to allow them to show that. Got it. Okay. Okay. Well, and, okay. They've allowed them, the, they, but they have allowed those guys to show off that they're good wrestlers. Like, they've allowed Dax Wilder to have solo matches that made him look really good. Was there any debate about... Was there a debate about whether or not FDR were good wrestlers that I missed out on? No, 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 no. But, I mean, I'm saying that they gave him showcase opportunities to... to, Like, it's it's weird, because, like, everything you're saying is true, but they also have featured them in ways that I think... Like, it's not like they're on Dark every week. You know what I I mean? I, I think it's fair to say, like, we... I, I can't like even. They think let of those a guys soul. do that match against each other. They let they let Dax Wilder have that match with was it CM Punk? Yeah, they with let, Punk. And, and, and there was recently, another match just like yeah, a there, week. There was ago. one just two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like like they they have shown that they think these guys are main event level or or at least a minus people. I mean, they've treated them that way. I see what you're saying about specifically the tag team. That but that's what and, they are. And giving them these these you know. Oh, yeah, it was the it was, the, it was the Osprey match last week, right? Like, like they have they've presented them as real stars. I just think that they don't know how to present anybody past a couple of people, and even them, we could argue about the way they're presented. Like, I, I think it's more of a it's a bigger problem than just like whatever. Anyway, um, I, I think I'm going to talk myself into saying the should is them. Just because they're the, I think, out of all these people, and again, we have to think a little differently for a pay-per-view like this, but that's the team that should matter to everyone. Like, whether whether you're a New Japan fan that's checking out AEW or whatever, like, this team you should have heard of, you should have be paying attention to what, everything they're doing. And I also think they're the team that, you know, like we just said, like, you know, 
as a tag team, they aren't in the main part of, the, of you know, they're not in the title picture at AEW. And we know these guys are, would want to go do New Japan shows. So, like, I think it makes total sense to have them win the, to win this whole thing. So I would say that they do. But, I, you know, my 1A would be Rapungi Vice. Uh, Will Ospreay, Orange Cassidy for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Is this um, me? No, it's Aaron. Aaron. I think it's me. Um, I mean, it would it would be really cool to see Orange Cassidy win, but no, I mean, the for USJ, you know, beyond this is actually one. It's not in this match exactly, but the Will Ospreay U.S. title thing actually has a, one of the few things New Japan has been booking correctly on the show, and I could go on and on about New Japan's booking over the past two years, but um, that that's for another time. Um, Will Ospreay has to stay champion because that's the one thing they've done properly over there. Um, I'm really excited for this match, though, um, just to see exactly what they allow Orange Cassidy to do. Um, we've seen in some of his other personas that if done properly he could have a very different match than what some people expect with the likes of will osprey and uh, i i really look forward to it but shouldn't will will osprey yeah to me this is the easiest <laughs> this is the easiest one right. to pick like obviously like you know if we're in a if they're in a, sitting at a negotiation table the first person offered up for sacrifice is going to be orange cassidy by aew just by the way he's been treated on their show um, so yeah, should and will will Osprey. I, I am like here's here's the weird thing about having these conversations is I don't know enough about New Japan and how this would fit in with their schedule and the events coming up. I I don't know if there's some world where for the hell of it you could have one of these matches go a different way. Mm-hmm. Only to have Orange Cassidy lose in in three weeks or something. I just don't know enough about how all of that works. And, and, and that's why and that's why I specifically framed it in the way I did, where I I think it's very important for Will Osprey to have this reign. I, I agree. By the way, for the record, I, I mean I I do think it's a shouldn't Will Will Osprey. Um, from the this is a match that's happening file, lay sex <laughs> gods and Minoru Suzuki. Against Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yudo, and I don't even... You're going to have to tell me who this is, Aaron. I don't know who this is. Okay, so this was a match that was very, very, very clearly affected by injuries here. Because what this was supposed to be was an eight-man match with Jon Moxley attached to it. Because Shoto Mina is basically... Uh, John Moxley's like apprentice in New Japan. Okay. He's his young boy. He's the guy. So it's very the only reason to include him in this match is that John Moxley was supposed to be in this match as well. Um, and yeah, that's literally the only reason this happened. And then that all got shuffled up. So you shouldn't necessarily know who Shota Mina is, but that's who he is. Cool. Yeah, and who, who and, way, Eddie, and Eddie Kingston's who friends. Won the last match, by the way, was I can't remember. Did Eddie Kingston win? Or did Jericho win? Uh, the, that well, was no, Jericho. They, yeah, they won the, they won the, the anarchy right, in the arena. Exactly. That's right, right, right. Okay. The only thing I can remember is bloody Eddie Kingston walking down the. the yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, also, why I'm uh, you're gonna have to remind me why did why do John Moxley's buddies care about this? Like, 
Well, John Mo- John Moxley would have been part of just the continuing Eddie. Eddie, yeah, yeah just thing. to keep it going to get it to blood and guts. Was it, wasn't there a part of this build where like Lance Archer and all these other people? Yeah, ran so, out? Su- Suzuki Goon was kind of part of the build. Yes, <laughs> but they're not in the match. No, Suzuki what, is. Whatever. Oh. But yeah, so maybe if John Moxley had been there, Archer would have been in it too. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Something like that. I I can't help it on this or, one. Or El Desperado or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, I believe you're for, or is it me? I don't know. Who knows? You, I think you, it's Brandon. Yeah, I think it's Brandon. <laughs> I mean, I have no idea. Like, I guess the should is that this is the chance to, like, because none of this feels like it really matters, this is the chance to, like, just let Eddie Kingston win something since he never wins anything. Um, or give Wheeler Yuta a moment or something. I don't know, but it feels like all the heat's on the other side, right? Like, it feels like you're doing something. Like, you just added to this faction, and if you're making, if you're still making that something, I mean, I guess you could just have the one of the J- Japanese guys lose. I I, I don't know, man. I, I I'm I'm gonna say this should is the Chris Jericho group just because. That group is there, and it's a new member, and that person should have real heat. And I don't know why you would lose unless this is just a nothing. Ma- I, I'm just going to say should and will the Chris Jericho team. I, I have no idea. So, the, I mean, the real question is what you're you're kind of trying to figure out who they're going to have win blood and guts. Yes, as oh, as you make true. this decision, because. Like, to your point, if Jericho's going to win blood and guts, then, yeah, it would be important to have Eddie Kingston get a win here. And, like, in in the world in which these things matter, really the only reason blood and guts... If, if Jericho's won twice, then why are we even doing blood and guts, right? Like, what what right does Eddie Kingston well, have? Well, you, you do have the Eddie well, Kingston that match win is already Jericho. Booked, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like they're uh, wait, going remind to... Wait, remind me, wait, what, do you, what, do you, what did you say, Aaron? So at, at, what was it, Revolution, you did have Eddie Kingston beat Jericho one-on-one. Oh, that's right. Oh, God. I'd... How long ago was that? February or March? Whatever. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I totally forgotten about that. I'm being completely honest. I had completely forgotten about that. Um, I, look, ultimately, it, I, this is so tough. <laughs> Jesus. We, I'll go back to one of, but they're, are they a group? I want to say one of these things is a group, but I don't know what one of these things are because I'm trying, what I really am trying to do is solve blood and guts. But Sammy Guevara is suddenly weirdly part of this. Is the Jericho Appreciation Society even still actually a thing? I mean, Lord knows it feels like they are sacrificing Daniel Garcia and 2.0 because they realize no matter what, they can't make those people matter the way that they wanted to make them matter. I don't. I'm throwing my arms up here. I, should Jericho will Kingston? The big looming thing in this is the ne- you know one of the next matches and who is replacing Brian Danielson in Blood and Guts as well. Um, that'll factor into that. Um, I don't really know that it makes much of a difference. It- it does any well. Here's why it could make a difference if they are because they were very clearly teasing the the Kingston Danielson feud and continued you know infighting. If that person is set up 
to also do that and just take the place of yeah, Brian Danielson that, there. That seems really dumb. <laughs> like, well, it depends who it is, and I'm going to get in the weeds when we get into that one a little bit. There, there is one person that would fit that would also. Again, it would be the smallest group of nerdy fans who would be all about it, but um, it would it would fit all of those things. So I, I guess the right. question is simply... Well, I, I, I tell you what. We're going to go out of order. You can make the first pick on the... Let's just make that yeah. the next match, and you go All ahead right. and... I, I, I'm, I'm going to say that Eddie Kingston and group wins because I I think I think that the other side is winning blood and guts. Okay, and wh- who do you think is facing Zack Sabre Jr.? Well, I, I think there are three possibilities here. One of them I think is out the window because of the surprise thing. And it would be God awful if they do Jonathan Gresham as a surprise. And that would not be good. Yeah, that would be awful, but it would fit some of the other things you said. I think the home run, uh, as far as the surprise goes, who I don't think it'll be is Johnny Gargano. I think who fits a lot of the pieces who I probably wouldn't do as a surprise, but, it's not a complete and utter disaster if they do it as a surprise is Cesaro is Claudio who has a long, long history feuding with Eddie Kingston. I, I I guess I've just, by the way, I guess Brandon had to disappear for a second. So, so you and I will continue on. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think where I'm coming from at this point is I'm, I'm so convinced the answer is Claudio. I, if it, why would you do this with Johnny Gargano? Why is this the? Why would be Johnny Gargano? Because you want the Gargano Zack Saber Junior match. That's like the whole reason. I, I, well, is that you? You you teased what would have been, you know, the the dream match here of Danielson versus Zack Saber Junior. The the dream technical mat wrestling match, and you're you're scrambling now. I promise this dream technical mat wrestling match. So I need to find the single best in ring you know, guy I can find, and that's Johnny this Gargano. This is the, like, I don't I, I don't want that for Johnny Gargano. I, like, I would say, why, why if you're just going to be a representative for Brian Danielson, why not just be in WWE? Like, it, Johnny Gargano shouldn't be stepping in for someone. And I know that somebody would say, hey, neither should Cesaro or Claudio. But at the same time... I don't think that to me that would in, that would hurt me as much. I I I think I'm okay with that. I think I'm okay with. Hey, Cesar- because he he fits in that group, and that's right. the other reason. Like if if this was if this was Gargano stepping in for one match for we need the greatest wrestler we can find. Johnny Gargano's that guy, and he'll be back at some point. But I'm making this pretty clear. Like this is not part of a storyline. Mm-hmm. This is this is he's stepping in because we promised you. The the damnedest wrestle, mm-hmm. wrestling match you've ever seen, and we're sorry we can't give this to you, but we're going to try to come close. Now for and then, like I said, for Cesaro, he kind of fits with Regal and the whole you know Blackpool Combat Club thing, yep. and and he just he he fits very well there. Again, I don't know if I'd be doing this surprise thing with him. I I disagree. Why would that be a problem? It's it's not a problem, but. I think he's right on that line where it's like, if you announce him tonight, I I think that's not a bad idea, because then otherwise you let people think, oh, could it be Gargano? Could it be someone even bigger? I mean, okay, I think Cesaro is a big deal, and I think he that. Is. Oh, I, I agree. And more importantly, I think he's a big deal to this group of people. 
I think I think this is the opposite of when you do when you like try to tease a surprise and it's a stinker. I think this is exactly what this group of fans wants. Yeah. I I think they want Claudio. I think they want Cesaro. So I disagree about that aspect of it. Like to me, it it almost kind of has to be Cesaro here. I I think at this point almost anything else goes one way or the other. It either goes to your point, it's Jonathan Gresham. That's not nearly good enough. That absolutely should not be a surprise, or this isn't what I want for this person. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to even think of who the other names would be that would even be plausible to fit into this. And I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, this is not where Bray Wyatt gets involved. No, no, this it, is, it has to be a wrestler. Right, exactly. So, I, I, like, in a weird way, I almost feel like it damn well better be Claudio. You know what I mean? And that's... It's a... It also still is kind of a bummer for me because I, I was hoping that some of the recent reporting that maybe WWE was reconsidering, there was there was an in there that he could be the guy that we thought he was becoming in WWE, whereas when he goes over here, I think he's just another guy because, again, the roster's so bloated that even with injury, it's hard for me to fathom how Claudio hits when Rusev didn't. And maybe I was being too hopeful about it. Like, I... I really was letting myself get carried away in the idea that WWE was recognizing the problem that they were having roster-wise and was willing to reconsider dumb decisions they had made and considering what happened with Cody Rhodes, maybe there was room for somebody else to get a huge push. Um, So if it ends up being Claudio, I'll be bummed in that way because I just don't see it there for him. I see him being lost in a bloated roster of a lot of guys whose stories are very similar who have not stood out in any way within AEW. So that's the part that's kind of icky to me, but based on all of the, the stuff that we have, I think it damn well be, better be Claudio because I just there's nothing else that works for me in, in covering all these bases. Do, do, do we think the result, like your, your pick for the match, does it change based on who you think it is? Unless they completely like, let's just assume it. Like, if it's Gresham, Gresham loses. Mm-hmm. But I'm God, I'm praying it's not Gresham. And if it is Gresham, they better announce it tonight. Um, because that's the thing. If, if by the way, if if Brian Danielson had come out and said, you know, hey, I need a replacement. I'm finding the best wrestler in the world. It's Jonathan Gresham on Wednesday. Right. I could absolutely see. You know what? It, it's not ideal, but that's absolutely that. You know, in the same way that this was supposed. You know. Zack Sabre Jr. is the, not next generation because it's a little too close, but the next guy up of, of Brian Danielson, like Jonathan Gresham is the next guy in that lineage, and you could absolutely sell that, but you can't make it as a surprise. Okay. Um, so if it's that, it was Zack Sabre Jr. I think if it's Claudio, if it's Gargano, not that I believe, again, right. assuming it's Claudio, I won't say he absolutely has to win. It wouldn't be a disgrace if he loses. This is Zack Sabre Jr. we're talking about Correct. here. Um, but I think it probably should be. I also think it's an opportunity when we go back to talking about big wins for New Japan. I do think it's an opportunity for a big win for New Japan. Mm -hmm. And it is Zack Sabre Jr. that we're talking about. So, I don't know, in a weird way, like, I I almost kind of want this to be a win for New Japan. Like, I I don't... mm. Maybe I'll take that back. I'm just so... I'm so convinced that Claudio is just a guy in AEW that 
uh, I don't know. I it's just not going to kill me if he comes in and loses to Zack Saber Jr. Because I just my my expectations would be so little, so small for him. And I hate the fact that that's the way that I feel. But again, Miro. Um, real, real quick, I, I haven't given the odds. For the oh last yeah, two sorry. Matches. Go so ahead. The, the, yep. the Team Jericho was minus three hundred, and Team Eddie was plus two hundred, and Mystery Opponent was minus two hundred, and Zack Saber Jr. is plus one fifty. Okay. Let's go to the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship four-way match. Jay White defending against Okada, Hangman Page, and Adam Cole. Um, I guess that means I get to go first here. Um, I, I mean, this is really... I, I feel like there's too much going on here, and that's like purposeful. I feel like this is this is pretty open and shut shouldn't will be Jay White defending, and there was just a bunch of noise surrounding this for the sake of there being noise. You can tell me why it should be Okada, though. Oh, I'm not going to tell you why it should be Okada. I am going to tell you why. Like, this is the match that, like, I'm really glad they got, I I was, before Wednesday, I was planning on coming to this show and just just blasting them for not having a way to get Okada on the show, because, like, you can't do this and claim it's big without Okada. So, they got Okada on the show. I'm happy it but this is one that would have absolutely, if politics weren't involved, if egos weren't involved, this 100% should have been two singles matches, Jay White versus Adam Page and Okada versus Adam Cole. But I truly believe that politics on both sides got in the way. and they Because if that was the case, if it was White uh, versus Page and Okada versus Cole, that would have been two New Japan wins. Right. And I bet Tony was like, no, we, we can't have that. Um so that that's the disappointing part in this. I am glad that they got Okada. Um, that you know it at least feels big because of it. But no, you're unless they just wanted to create a moment like they created a moment back at Madison Square Garden with Okada when it, you know they gave the title to Jay White uh, two months before. I want to say it was two months, maybe six weeks uh, before the Madison Square Garden show. Pretty much solely so they could have Okada beat Jay White in a big moment at Madison Square Garden. Unless that's the plan here, where they want that big moment, and it would, you know, it would create a cr- crowd would go nuts. Um, but I don't believe it's happening, so I, I will say shouldn't will Jay White. The thing that I would say about like, yeah, at least they got him on the card and like had him show up. But boy, it was a stinker, man. Like it did not. It it he didn't show up in like the main event when when it looked like the match was set and. Hey, we got to get this guy in the match too. Like he just sort of showed up in the middle of the show and it just kind of happened and then it was over. And I don't know, I I didn't feel like it really had that significant of an impact. Um it, it had an impact on the few I I'm more saying I I would have done it a little differently though. I the crowd absolutely reacted when the coins dropped. Um and but but on the the feel of the card, like going into Wednesday, I was like, oh man, th- like this needs Okada, this needs a big match, um, especially if we're losing Brian Danielson, Zack Saber Jr. and and they got him on the card and got him on the card and not just a you know random eight man tag, which was my other concern because I've seen enough Okada matches where they randomly throw him in tags. Yeah, this, so, this doesn't feel that much more than that to me, honestly. Like this just sort of I, I come back to it just feels like a match for matches' sake. Um, just which is fine, and I'm sure it'll be a great match. Like I have no doubt about that. But I don't know. It just doesn't. It didn't have a lot of sting for me. Um, Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm for the AEW Women's Championship, which for some reason is happening on this card. 
I can yeah, pick I, this I, one. Oh, hey, Brandon's back. I'm back. Sorry. Hey, Brandon. Did did oh, you yeah. want to pick uh, Jay White winning? Yes. <laughs> I don't think we need to talk about that one very oh, much. Oh, I, I didn't give the odds, by the way. Yes. Jay White minus 300, Okada plus 240, Adam Page plus 600, Adam Cole plus 800. Okay. Brandon, it's you can... funny that Adam Page and Adam Cole have two different odds. That's like that is kind of funny. Well, I mean, one was a champion, one hasn't been. Like, I mean, sure. oh, no. okay, yeah. okay, yeah, Thunder Rosa. <laughs> so, I mean, I would love to think that Tony Storm was going to win the title, but what? Thunder Rosa is winning. Um. Okay, so let's let's do this, right? Wait, wait, hold on. Is Tony Storm popular in Japan? Is there like some not, in Japan? Not like more. Th- th- this is not a Japan. No, this thing. is this is a we want. Well, I know a women's... it's not like on its. Well, face, well no, that, but but some... this is a we need a women's match on the card because Japan doesn't have any women. Right. Or New Japan does. Let me let me correct. New Japan doesn't have any women. Is it, are you? Do you, you want to say anything else? Thunder Rosa. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I let, let me handle this. The should is Tony Storm, and it's the should for a few reasons. It's the should because she's Tony Storm. I'm not sure if you all are familiar. She's Tony Storm. Um, have you heard of her? Um, she she should be the champion. She should win. She should be everything. Um, the should is also Tony Storm because, and we haven't really spent any time talking about this. Thunder Rosa apparently is a bit of a problem. Um, we can say she's over, but boy, there's a lot now stacked up against Thunder Rosa. And you can take all the pictures that you want and smile and make it look like she's friendly, but I, we we haven't had the Thunder Rosa. I don't know why. I mean, I guess because Vince McMahon, you know, because like there have been other things going on, but. Like, we we need to talk about this at some point, don't we? Okay, maybe we don't. Maybe I, I, I guess. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm are, not are, following. Are you, I'm not following. Are, are you specifically like her her disgruntlement that she's not being uh, profiled as much? No, we're talking oh. about no. I'm talking about how months after Evil East made it very clear that Thunder Rosa was a huge problem to work with. We had another performer say that she was a Huge problem oh, to work with. Yeah, yes. the Maria yeah, Shafir thing. The Maria yeah. Shafir. And then they already patched that up, right? Th- but that's the point. You can say, hey, we took a picture and it's all... But we got a lot of evidence now about Thunder Rosa. There, this is not a one-time thing. We've got a ton of evidence that... And then others pointed out she would not let Jade Cargill have her back to hit her with a chair shot when Jade Cargill was trying to hit a chair shot. Thunder Rosa's a problem. We, we don't... We like Thunder Rosa, so we kind of don't want to talk about it, but we got at least three instances now of it being problematic. When do we actually talk about that? Here's the problem. Well, not a problem. Well, I guess it's a problem. If we talk about that, the the conversation that goes hand in hand with it that you're seeing online is Thunder Rosa does it. Oh, well, Brett Baker also does it. I mean... I mean, we, we could talk about it as a whole if we want to, but I feel like that's a really long conversation. I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how long we talk about it for. This, this is an issue. This is a, I, 
There's too much there. There's way too much there for me to be like, ah, you know, no big deal. This is, this is gross. Like, she definitely sandbagged Marina Shafir. There's no debate about it. You you can't go back and think anything else other than that. Um, you 100% can't go back and rewatch all of these clips that have been shared and ignore the fact that after Jade Cargill got her with the first chair shot, she purposely made sure she couldn't get her on the back with another one and made it all look ugly. There's a Thunder Rosa problem, and the Evil East stuff, admittedly, it just it never registered with me. I never was aware of it. I didn't know about it, and it was only because all this other stuff came out that suddenly I... We got it. I don't know. The the answer should not be Thunder Rosa. This is this is problematic, and you can only say yeah, but she's over so often. At some point, there should be a penalty for it. At some point, you shouldn't get to be the women's champion when you're sandbagging other performers. Um, doesn't mean you should be fired. A lot of people go through things where, but there's got to be a penalty for it. There's got to be a hey, we can't have this. We're not. We're not going to get rid of you. We're not going to bury you, and you'll still likely be over, but this stuff can't just be acceptable. And the answer should be 1,000% Tony Storm for any multitude of reasons. Of course, the answer will be Thunder Rosa. Um, I'm going to throw another pile, uh, you know, another thing on the why it should be Tony Storm pile, and that's let's make this pay-per-view matter. Like... Yes, the tag titles are going to change hands, but again, they're the secondary tag titles. They're the Ring of Honor. They're the IWGP uh, tag titles, not the AEW tag titles. You know, I guess technically the AEW title will change hands, but look, we, we kind of know which way that's going. Um, let's add a little bit of excitement. Let's add something that can really matter on this, and, and that's having this happen. So, I yeah, I will say should Tony Storm. But I, I'm I'm probably with you guys. It, it will be Thunder Rosa, and odds are that way. Thunder Rosa minus four hundred. Tony Storm plus two fifty. I mean, look, I get it. She's over, and they they still got to figure out what that division is. But I'm 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 really kind of stunned by how quickly that went away. I mean, like I'm I'm genuinely quite stunned, and and maybe that's just what happens because Marina Shafir was willing to be a. I I, I think it was that, and I think it was everything else i think it was the, the wrestling world going to hell right after yeah, that yeah i mean that's fair right that's that's fair there was a lot else going on man i it's it's done yeah this is what she said to um she did an interview with the ariel hawani it appears and okay. she said I'm going to say it how I said it in the New York Post. I have nothing but respect for my opponents. Nothing but respect for my opponents. Anyone that dares to stay in the ring with me, I have nothing but respect to my opponents, and I send them nothing but blessings. Like, that's not an answer. <laughs> like, that's... I mean, that, that's a very kayfabe. That's nothing. That, like, that's, that's just openly not addressing the fact, moving on forward, I will continue to work harder to have the best matches I can bring and to bring the most opportunities for all the women that are behind me. People are going to talk, and that's fine. I'm not worried about that. I will continue to move forward, and I will continue to show with my body of work what I'm all about. That's all I have to say. You, you don't have to say anything about what... Like, there's not even... Hey, here's here's why what you guys think you see isn't what you saw. 
Here's what was happening in these moments. Here's what actually occurred. There's not even an attempt. You're not even going to attempt to say that? Even if it's completely made up? Mike Tomlin, all these years later, has concocted an amazing story of why he tried to trip Jacoby Jones down the sideline. You're you're not going to attempt to concoct (laughs) a story? You're you're just going to... You're sandbagging, you're sandbagging. Like, I this is blowing my mind that we're just sort of accepting it and and not. And I, you're right, Aaron. There's so many other things that are. I, my God, this is there's a real Thunder Rosa problem. Listen, that, guys, I've been accused of sandbagging this show for two yeah, or three years, uh, but I have nothing but respect for yeah, my co-hosts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Got a lot of thoughts about that. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, interim championship, Moxley and Tanahashi. I don't even know. I guess it's me because it was Brandon the last time. Um, you know, I would love for it to be Tanahashi. I think that'd be great just because it'd be something that we didn't expect. But Moxley, come on. Yeah, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. The reason to have an interim champ is to have the champion always around. Um, you can't do that with Tanahashi. So Moxley shouldn't will. I'm still going to say we don't absolutely know you can't do that with Tanahashi. I, I'm going to say the should is Tanahashi. I think the should is Tanahashi if there was a way to make that work for a little while. You know, because I think that's way more interesting. So that's why I'm going to pick that as the should. But John Moxley's win. <laughs> yeah. John Moxley's winning the match. Let's make that abundantly clear. All right. Very good. Um, why don't we talk to Leo Rush now? Why don't we do that? Let's have Sounds a con- let's have a chat with Leo. Man, it's great to have this guy back on the show. Uh, it's been a while, Aaron. I would guess the number of times that you and I saw this man perform in our lives to the nearest one thousand has to be eleven billion. Because my God, we've seen him everywhere. Uh, he has new music out today. Not found two is available. He's the pride once upon a time of NCW. He is the great Leo Rush, and he's with us on Jobbing Out. Leo, what's going on, man? It's great to have you back. Thank you for taking the time. No, thank you guys so much for having me back, and uh, I appreciate the introduction so much. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited for uh, to be back on here. Dude, it's great to chat with you. You know we're going to want to talk nerdy wrestling stuff because that's who we are. But let's start. <laughs> Not found two. What do we need to know? I can't wait to start streaming it. Uh, where are we finding it, and and what what means so much for you to have Not Found Two available right now? Not Found Two. This is something that I've been working on for about a year now, and it's something that you know I hold you know near and dear to my heart. Uh, this is my first project that I've put out um, with a label, uh, so having that team you know backing me is absolutely incredible. Uh, and I'm just excited for my fans to, you know, hear the growth in my music. Uh, I've been doing this for about three years now, and I feel like with each project, I've gotten closer and closer to finding out who I am, um, you know, as an artist, uh, as a human being. Um, self-growth is, is huge for me. Uh, so I'm excited. I feel like this is a time where a lot of people need some some inspiration and motivation, and that's what my music is about. It's about growth. It's about inspiring people. It's about, you know, getting out of uh, situations that make life, you know, so difficult at times. And, um, yeah, this is a project that, that I am so happy that is out. 
uh, and out on all streaming platforms. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Tidal, I mean, everywhere. And, um, yeah, head on over to leorush.com right now. Go stream Not Found 2. How different was it working with uh, a a label compared to some of the other uh, stuff you've put out over the years? I think the main thing uh, has been the support. Um, uh, I've been, you know, independent, you know, just talent in general for the past 10 years now. And I feel like I've done uh, quite a good job at, you know, doing things on my own and accomplishing certain things on my own and building certain relationships to put me in a uh, position to succeed. But I think having um, that team behind me, especially at this point in my career where, uh, you know, I'm kind of getting stretched <laughs> a little bit, um, with what I can and, and, uh, as one, you know, individual. So I'm glad that I have that team, uh, behind me to support me in, in areas that I might not need to spend so much time on and I can put my focuses in, in other things to continue to build my brand as an artist. So it, I think the backing in general is just, uh, is, it has been a, a huge help. Leo, you know that like wrestling fans are we're, we're weird, right? Like we want wrestling. That's who we are. So, our buddy uh, who we do the show with AJ Francis is a rapper, and and he incorporates right. Like he he lets those lines be blurred between wrestling and and music. You you kind of do something different. Like you're a wrestler, and then you're a musician. Is it important for you to sort of have that separation of church and state? Like, hey, when I when I wrestle, when I perform that way, I do that. When I'm over here, I I'm not. I'm not a, a, a rapping wrestler. I'm not one of the, you know, like, how do you separate those things? Uh, well, first, I mean, that's super important um, for me. I feel like for the longest time I tried to separate the two. Like, okay, this is Leo Rush as the wrestler, and this is Leo Rush as the musician or the, the music artist. Uh, and I feel like it's definitely a difficult thing to overcome and on, on both sides of it, because I feel like there's this stigma with wrestlers doing music and probably, I, you know, I haven't been in the music industry for, for so long, but I'm pretty sure that there's some, some stigmas within, you know, music artists uh, branching out to do other things as well. But I think more specifically with the, you know, wrestlers doing music, I feel like there was never really a good cloud kind of surrounding that area. But with me, um, I don't know. I feel comfortable and confident in how I've approached mm-hmm. uh, doing both. Um, and I do think a, a huge part of, um, of that um, that assisted in, you know, making it a little more easy to, to do is kind of, you know, like you said, when I'm on this side of the field, this is what I'm doing. You know, I'm, when, I, when, I'm, when I'm wrestling, I'm not trying to come out and tell people that I'm a musician. People, I, I just want people to know that I, that's something that I also do and something that I'm also good at. And then when I'm uh, performing or having someone listen to my music, I want people to hear my music and say, man, this guy's music is good. And then probably about, 15, 20 minutes later, they realize that I'm a wrestler and they're like, oh shit, he does that too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I try not to uh, utilize or use my wrestling celebrity status for musical gain, although I'm sure it helps, but I do want people to respect my music for my music. 
it seemed like for a while there there wasn't a lot of crossover there, partially what you said, kind of the stigma there. But over the past few years, it seems like a lot more wrestlers have been getting into music side projects. What do you think is the trigger, and, and why do you think there is a lot more of that uh, going on right now? Um, I think... I think I think people are just getting so used to uh, people doing a lot of things, and maybe it stemmed from the pandemic. I think a lot of people kind of went into a mode of uh, like a hustler uh, <laughs> and, and doing so many um, uh, different things in order to provide. So I think I think that that you know in a lot of ways has kind of helped as well. I think people are becoming a lot more accepting of the fact that. Uh, you know, not just wrestlers, but if you do one thing, that it's very possible that you can do uh, other things and be comfortable. I mean, um, and, and be good at doing, you know, other things as well. So, um, I think we're in an interesting uh, time right now. It's probably also the technology and the accessibility to be able to do these things from anywhere now, right? Is a little bit of that too, and um, a lot of people that do these projects. Is, you know, it's kind of a studio thing. They put things out. They do, you know, do multiple careers. Do you have any plans on being like a live touring artist? That's something that I, I look forward to literally every single day. And I think um, that comes from me already, essentially uh, touring all over the world already um, in another in a, in a different field. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, and I feel like that's where I'm most comfortable. I feel like I'm. I'm kind of in my uh, comfort zone when I'm on the road and I'm performing and entertaining um, for, for different audiences. Um, and I, I think, I think in order to get something like that, I feel like you need that immediate like response and that immediate like feedback. So I think um, me touring is uh, inevitable. Uh, it's just, it's not even a matter of, you know, if it is definitely when, and um, that's something that I'm currently, you know, getting together as well so that I can announce some tour dates and, and tell people that I'm performing in certain areas uh, and not just in America, but, but all over. That's I've awesome. been blessed and fortunate enough to build a, a name for myself that, uh, you know, gravitates all over the, the world. So I'm definitely looking to, to get on the road with my music. Well, we got to have you back here at home. That that for sure has to happen. He's Leo Rush. Not Found 2 is out now. Leo, I know we can't keep you forever. we we got to get a few in. We, we, we saw you at Capital Collision. You said you're going to be back. We're itching. We're itching. We want to see the magic that we've been able to watch. And we've been, we've been so fortunate to have had you here with MCW and to be going to shows for so long. And Are, are we close? Are we... There's no chance that like you're gonna stun us on Sunday night, is there? There's like no. Chance. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm actually. Uh, I will be attending the BT Awards. So okay. Um, well, that's pretty. I'll be. I'll be in LA, but um, I, I'm sure I'll see some 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 highlight uh, clips and everything. It definitely seems like a, a fun event and just a fun time overall for for wrestling and and fans of, you know, entertainers, uh, the summer. And I feel like a lot is going on. So, um, but no surprises. Uh, okay. unfortunately. I mean, it'd be a surprise for you since you're not going to be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be exactly. really stunning. If suddenly Leo rushes at forbidden door. <laughs> exactly. I am the, I am the door. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, you seem to find a place, obviously, before this uh, injury in, in Los Angeles that you uh, suffered a, a real nice home in New Japan and New Japan Strong. And, and what about uh, that has really appealed to you and, and has found such a good place for you? Um, I, I, there's something just so uh, pure in the air uh, every time I do something with, with New Japan. Um, and, and that's something that, you know, feels refreshing um, at, at, you know, wrestling events and shows and pay-per-views that, that I, that I've done, you know, over the years, um, it's, it's definitely nothing like it, uh, that I've experienced, um, other than, than being there. Um, I think the pool of talent there as well is, is, is something that, um, excites me because there's tons of guys that I've never, um, wrestled before and, I think the fan base, the fan base is, is so passionate and so respectful of the art itself. So um, I think it's about that time. Uh, I, New Japan Pro Wrestling was something that I've always wanted to do. Even before being signed to WWE, I wanted to um, uh, spend some time in, in Japan and, and wrestle for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I feel like, you know, this is the perfect time. Um, I feel like timing is, is everything and, and everything that has transpired, uh, throughout my career has led me to, to this very moment. So I feel like I'm in, I'm, I'm, in, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I'm going to say some words to you coming up in a few weeks. Uh, the Shane Shamrock cup will be at the, will be back in Joppa at the RJ Meyer arena. When I, when I say those words to you, Leo Rush, RJ Meyer arena, what just, what goes through your mind? Uh, it seems so appropriate. Um, it seems like that's what it should have been called all along. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of emotions there. I mean, I've, I've been through so much with, with RJ, not even just as a trainer, but as a friend and uh, a mentor and, um, you know, someone who, who I held, you know, uh, close and, and dear to my heart. So, you know, RJ, he is the reason why I'm the performer that I, that I am today. Wow. And, um, you know, I, I can't, uh, thank him enough or I feel like I'll never be able to, you know, repay him, uh, for making me the, the performer that I am, um, in that ring today. The only thing I can do is, you know, continue to push forward and, and, you know, make him proud, uh, which I'm sure that, that, that he is. And, and you know, um, telling me that I better kick the fuck out. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely miss him. And um, I, I feel his presence every time I, I do anything in life. So, uh, yeah. You're you're 27 years old, and yet you've wrestled in like every major company on the planet, like every big market, every big city. But the match against Bruiser when you were going up, um, can you can you possibly explain what that moment meant to you in your life? I don't think I, I I, I don't think I can. Um... I just, I know that um, 
I knew that I made the, the right decision when when uh, when making who I wanted my final match to, to be before I went to, to WWE. And um, literally taught me everything everything I know in the ring. So uh, I'm glad that I was able to share that, that moment with him and have literally have that moment with him. Um, you know, that, that will last a, a lifetime. Um, that's something that I'll never forget. And it's, it's always going to be with me. You know, that was my, that was my very last match before I, um, before I went on to, you know, accomplish my childhood dream. Uh, so, um, nothing but love and, and, um, you know, the utmost respect for, for Bruiser. Uh, Yeah. Somebody cutting onions in here. Somebody. Uh, it's getting a little. It's getting a little dusty. It's getting a little dusty. I don't mean the finish. I just mean it's getting dusty in here. Um, yeah, I, I think we need to go to like something a little bit lighter. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pose this to you. You come back. You get healthy. They're gonna put you in a tag team, but your tag team partner is also going to collaborate with you on your next album. Ooh. Who's that? Who's that wrestler? Ooh. Who's that person? Whoa, 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 whoa. You got to repeat this because I got to think now. <laughs> All right. You're, you're coming back. You can tag with any wrestler on the planet for, for an extended run. But that person also collaborates with you on your next album. Who is it? And it has to be a current wrestler. Yeah. And again, we're, we're, we're going real Forbidden Door now. Anywhere. Anywhere at all. Yeah. Any wrestler. Yes. Uh, I choose Chris Bay. Okay. Dashing Chris, Chris Bay. Bay. He's also a DMV, uh, yep, DMV native. So I feel like it's only right. That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool for the two of you to end up working together. That'd be cool as hell, man. Um, yeah. uh, Leo, I know we got to let you go because you're doing about a billion of these things to promote the album. Let's make sure we get all the plugs in: websites, socials, everything. What all can we plug for you, bro? Definitely, you can follow me on all of my social media accounts at I am Leo Rush. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, again, if you want to find all and any updates on the current project, not found too, you can go to leorush.com, uh, where you can also find tabs on my YouTube channel, um, and, and everything else that I have going on related to the project. So yeah, leorush.com and, uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Leo Rush. Dude, you know how everybody back this way feels about you, man. Like it's 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 like watching our little brother um, conquer the world. Uh, we were so grateful for everything that you've been able to accomplish. We can't wait to see what's next. Congratulations on the record, dude. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes for us once again. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Truly do. Great stuff. Thank you to Leo Rush for checking in with us. Go uh, take a listen today, um, and can't wait to see him back out there very very soon. All right, um, this is where it gets awkward again, and I don't, I don't think we need to spend much, a lot of time on WWE conversation this week, but the conversation would be dominated by basically the same thing we talked about a week ago, but somehow worse. I can't believe they took something bad and managed to make it worse. Now, you know, their answer back might be mm, just worked out perfectly by tweeting through it. That's that's all we did. We just tweeted through it. It's their version of tweeting through it, right? Nah, eh, nothing's really going on. Here's Vince McMahon. You know, we him. popped ratings. Um, it's it's gross. It's grotesque. I, it's it's 
very American, uh, unfortunately, in 2022. And I, I, I don't have the words. I don't, I, I've used them all already. You guys heard me say them all last week. This is a non-serious Mickey Mouse company. This is, this, this, it's not that I'm predicting the downfall of WWE. I'm saying this should be the downfall of WWE as a company. Not the other people that are involved, but as a company that is incapable of policing itself, of existing within a greater culture and understanding the way that these things are supposed to work that just spits in the face of everyone and says, ha ha, LOL, nothing to see here. They deserve, this deserves to be the downfall of WWE. I don't disagree. And and on Friday, I kind of, not that I wrote out, it was gross, it was terrible, but I was like, oh, like Vince wanted to come out and, and spew fire and, and all that, and someone talked him out of it, so that was kind of the compromise. And then on Monday, it hit me, oh, no, he just wants to go out and be cheered. He wants to hear the cheers. He wants to be able to show that he wants to, you know, do the thing the other thing guy, the other guy does and 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 put himself in a position where he can, you know, have all the cheers on him. And that's what this is all about. And it wouldn't surprise me if he does it again tonight and on Monday and and going forward just because that's what this is. And boy, that's that's a hell of a statement. Well, he's not just going to do that. He's going to involve himself in a storyline with John Cena. I mean, that's the that's that's the other unfathomable thing that like he is going to be part of this Austin Theory John Cena thing going forward because he's always been a part of Austin Theory's bigger storylines. Um, I, I I don't know why this like I, I I'm very confused. I I'm very dis- disappointed. I don't know. I don't even have words for what that like. Friday was one thing and then doubling down Monday. It was just so weird that this company like I know I know all the things he owns a certain percentage control, blah, 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 blah. But they're still in a publicly traded company. There are things put into place to keep shit from like from this shit like this from happening. I would think. Even if somebody is a majority that's, owner. That's the point. That It's on a real company. It would. Right. This is not so, a real company. This is a non-serious Mickey Mouse company. Right. There, there is no structure. There is no I mean, actual there, well, board. No, I mean, there, there are those structures in place. The only problem is the structures in place would involve Stephanie turning on him, would involve, that, that's you right. know. The, the, the structures that, and that's why that, it's then, a Mickey Mouse They're not in place. Right, like exactly. They, they, like they can say that they are. They can say they have a board. They don't. They have a bunch of people that are willing to capitulate to Vince McMahon. Right. That's what they have. They don't have an actual structure. They don't have an actual company that understands their role within the general society. WWE is we can laugh about all this all we want. Is an American institution. <laughs> like that's the reality. And American institutions, and I get it, of all the days for me to be saying this statement, right? Like <laughs> It's pretty clear American institutions are irrelevant at this point. And look, some institutions should fall. But this is the proof that, that you're not actually. There should be a role. There should be checks. But there should be structure. There should be the ability to say no. No. Not a chance. But they don't because they're not. They're not actually a legitimate company. 
They are Vince McMahon. And we've said it for a long time, and there's always been a complicated relationship with having this conversation. Because, you know, AJ would point out to us, hey, by the way, Vince McMahon gave us all the things that we loved. And that's true, right? And we, You can't deny that, like why you became a pro wrestling fan. But we still didn't believe that there should be unilateral power. And then other people would say, well, yeah, but it's not actually unilateral power. And you're stating that things are unilateral decisions made by Vince McMahon when you don't actually know that that's true. And that was always fair. We've just had this complicated relationship with the idea of there being one man pulling all of the strings and making all of the decisions, but this is the proof of the emperor having no clothes. Like, there's, there is nothing there. It is, there is one man. Like, literally to the point now where I don't know if Vince McMahon were to have passed away what WWE would be. Because it's very clear no one else has any say of significance at all. There's nothing else there. So what is the company if there's no Vince McMahon? Good, bad, whatever it is. I mean, it might be that it's a vastly better company. I was going to say, what we do know is it wouldn't be in any way, shape, or form the same. At least we think that. Because it is a one-man show right now. I I, I don't know how we could argue otherwise. I mean, I I think that's that's completely obvious. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I... Everything about it, just, it, it, it's gross, and it's gross to the point where, like, it makes me not, as I keep saying, I don't want to watch, I don't want to talk about it. It's everything about this is just absurdly gross. Just gross beyond gross beyond gross. And 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 not that it should be a surprise to anyone paying attention, but the fact that he's getting bathed in cheers makes it all the worse. You know, it's really funny. I I heard that, but when his music hit, it sounded like there were more boos. It sounded like there was an audio thing, because yeah, it did sound like Monday. I, I, I heard there, not there Monday. Were... Monday was cheers. Yeah, Monday but was Friday, definitely cheers. Friday there was a weird thing where they were like messing with the audio or something because they were afraid. Um, I'll say by the end of his like him walking out, I felt like I didn't hear any boos, and that might be true. That might very well be true. I don't know when I. It was just, just weird. It was just kind of weird. Um, I mean, what do you what do you want to talk about WWE wise? You tell me because I'm I'm honestly exhausted. I mean, I thought the Reigns Riddle match was good. It was it was a good match, no, um, no doubt. Oh God, I didn't even think we didn't even talk about it. right. Brock Lesnar came back. Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah, Brock, there's kind of a big thing to talk about. But there. it's so low on the like. It, fine, whatever. I mean, this is what was going to happen, right? And and he's going to win too. By the way, that's, and, and that's the thing is that's what I'm trying to figure out, like. How, can they get it away from that somehow? And short I don't, of the I don't money, think he's I don't think he's winning. Well, here's here's the question: Does the Money in the Bank win? Yeah, that's, that's the, either the, at the end of the night so, or to be in a triple threat. So the only thing, boy, I, I hate the fact that you're stealing this. The only thing that works, the literally the only thing that works is specifically Drew winning, and specifically that night after Drew's already had doing the Seth Rollins thing. That's literally the only thing that works here. Um, Wait, Drew. Yeah, I, I was going to say having. Oh, wait, Seth wait, wait, had that Drew, where, wait, wait, hold on. Where did Drew come in? I mean, he where wins money he... in the bank. Yeah, but what about Seth? What? The, what? Doing the Seth Rollins thing from WrestleMania oh, with Drew. Yes. Yes. With Sorry, Drew. I thought you were saying with Seth Rollins. I no, I, I was going to say, kind of go running that like having the actual triple threat match of Roman, Seth, and Brock 
is an interesting way to go as I well. I mean, it's an interesting way you to go. You can't do that with Drew because the, if he's winning, it's got to be in the UK. No, because he can just be in the main event. He doesn't have to win the title in the UK. I don't UK. think that that plays no. as well. Why not? Because he's it's, it's his home. Like he's going in there as champion. I mean, and, and I just don't see a a world in which that. I think you deflate all the excitement out of that event. I, you know, I think the scenario that we had set up where he's challenging for the title. I prefer that, but that was so much better. But that I mean, was, was. But he has to, and he he can't be challenging Brock Lesnar. I, I mean, would could. prefer not, but I think that would play to the box office. So, I don't like that as much. No, it's a terrible idea. It's a yeah. terrible idea. It, it would do. It would do numbers, though. And, sure, and, but and in the way that this will do the numbers. The trick of the two things is like we're running the assumption like Brock Lesnar cannot take another pin here. Just can't happen. Well, this isn't a. This isn't that. It's a last man standing match. Even worse, he can't be unless. No, but anything be. could happen. You could drop a house on him. This is exactly the match he can lose. <laughs> but I don't know. Can he lose to Roman yes, again? This is exactly the kind of he match. Can he only, can only. No, no, no. He can lose to Roman again only in the world where nothing matters. Like, that's the way that he can lose to Roman. In a world where something matters, no. You, you can, absolutely cannot do that. But in and, a world where it's a last man standing match in literally anything. But then why isn't Brock immediately getting another match then? Because, because in theory, they would be smart enough to do it in a way that would focus him somewhere else. Like they would do it in a way that introduces We're saying this some... for every Brock Lesnar match, right? Like this is it, it's insane to be doing this again. There's no world in which this is well, okay. They screwed, it, they screwed it up by doing the lash because, like, the way they did the Lashley thing made sense until they had him beat Lashley, <laughs> right? Like. Like when the the part where yes yes all of that was, was acceptable. Like, oh, he's focused to Lashley now because he's mad about Lashley. Made sense, right? And then they fucked that up. But this Sorry, is the problem. They they're gonna they're yeah. gonna keep doing this. Brock Lesnar's in the match. They're gonna have him win at some point. And they're also realizing there's a Roman Reigns problem because he's not going to be around. So well, we'll solve it with Brock Lesnar. And that's what I would gonna... be very shocked if he wins. And if he wins in a way where both belts come his way, I, I so like the money in the bank's the easiest solution. And, and I forgot the last man standing part, so that makes it even like you can't add it to a triple threat because I don't. You can't do a triple threat last man standing. Well, you no, could. Seth Rollins walk in after they knock each yes, other out. Yes, I mean that that that's the. And then they both get counted to ten. Well, no, you you do it a, much simpler than that. Someone wins but is decimated, and the money in the bank holder comes out. Well, no, like, I think I think it's better for him to insert himself into the last man standing, th- 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 literally, of, literally do nothing, and win the match. But none of that works. That's not all of that's like the the point of of Drew McIntyre winning the belt at at the castle is that he's beating Roman Reigns. If you're taking that away. Who the F cares? I, no, I'll do respect to Seth Rollins, who I love and is wonderful. Drew McIntyre beating Seth Rollins at the castle is is so takes away the value of what you're saying is supposed to be his moment. Stop it. No, no but also I'd I'd start to I'd start to wonder if Seth Rollins was just gonna win. <laughs> you know, because then we know where that would be headed. So like you know, Seth Cody part ten. Or whatever, like, like I do. It is interesting. Like, where is all this going to go? Because I don't think, I don't think it's as simple as Brock Lesnar wins at SummerSlam. Because then what? 
I mean, then he faces Drew McIntyre at the castle, and they just they probably have Brock Lesnar keep winning, and I, I don't know. I don't have that answer because that's why this is so nonsensical. This is because even if he wins, right? That now you're now he's up against someone else that he loses to too much. Hasn't he lost to Drew McIntyre twice? Was it twice? Yeah. I, I remember the one time at Mania. I don't. Who did Drew beat? Oh, Drew beat Lashley for the time, yeah, right? The second time, right? The second time, right? Yeah. Right, right. Um, look, man, this is why I come back to the the answer is. It, the match starts, these guys go at it for a little while, and suddenly Drew McIntyre inserts himself and just becomes Superman and overwhelms both of these dudes, and Drew McIntyre is Superman is a wonderful way to have SummerSlam go off. And, and then Roman Reigns can still say nobody ever beat him. And they could even just have him win one of the titles. You can still right. do the be- bid. Be- because once, once the briefcase got cashed in, that meant it was only for the title of his choosing. And they'll play like the old commercials where it's like, ah, the winner gets the title of his choosing. The winner gets the title of his choosing. Whatever you want to do. I mean, I kind of like that. The, this is the uh, none of this is good. But you've put yourself in this situation. They announced another Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar. Oh my God, they really did it. <laughs> they really did that. They and not just that, but a last man standing match. They right created. Away. They created that problem. The literally only thing. That would make even the the smallest lick of sense is Superman Drew McIntyre coming out of it. So, uh, by the way, Aaron and I talked about this a little bit on Friday. Like, I'm not even convinced that this was a pivot. Like, I think this was the plan because the the show was in Minnesota <laughs> where he came out. So, like, maybe maybe the way that that happened wasn't the way it was supposed to go. But I think this was always. I, Brock I don't know that I agree with that. I don't know you that think I agree with that. This is a pivot that. from Randy Orton. Randy Orton. I I okay. think I think Brock was going to come back and do something. There. Yes. Yes. Got, got I don't it. think it was necessarily Roman. Okay, but this was always where he was going to reemerge because it was in Minnesota. I mean, it, it just and, felt and it's, so. And it's a month before SummerSlam. Right. No, I mean, all his home market. Right. All of that makes sense. No question. All of that part of it makes sense. Um. Uh, whatever. I, we're, we're talking. My God, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar again, again. That's what we're talking about. Oh. I don't hate it as much as everybody else, but I don't prefer it. Well, I'll, I'll I'll let you be the one who doesn't hate it. <laughs> I'm I'm happy. Like like the the only thing I'll give them the slightest pass for is all the injuries. But just do Lashley. Just do Lashley. Lashley's yeah. big enough that you could have absolutely sold that. But instead, we're doing... They're, they're doing the safety. Oh, my God. We can't do Orton. We can't do Cody. We can't do any of these other stars. Well, we only have one guy left. Yep. Since you brought up Lashley, do you think Lashley has been put into place to take this belt from Austin Theory so that the John Cena thing does not have a belt? Or do you think this is to put Austin Theory over so he seems credible to beat John Cena? The latter, to an extent, I do not think Lashley wins the U.S. title. I mean, it may. It, it, I'm yeah, not sure I, about. I, I just. I'm gonna look. You can make the strong argument for John Cena's who made the U.S. title belt, so it makes sense to do a U.S. title match. But the flip side argument being, it seems small, right? That like. Like, why would John Cena care you, about you purposely? Yeah. You you take a John Cena match and make it feel smaller. By making it for the U.S. title, you also make it feel less plausible that that John Cena can win 
because we don't believe John Cena is going to be around any longer, so he wouldn't want to keep the U.S. title belt. Um, the When's o- the Madison Square Garden show? Is that it's September a, it's or the Monday before SummerSlam. Oh, it's before SummerSlam. Yeah, because that's the ne- the only time it's that Roman go Reigns. Go home, Raw. It's, it's the only gotcha. time Roman okay, Reigns then, is supposed to show up. Then never. For some reason, I thought that was in August, and I was wondering if there was a world where Cena wins the title, holds it two weeks, and then yeah. has an open challenge and loses it, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I or mean, or even just loses it back to Theory or whatever. Well, I mean, if you're going to have John Cena win the U.S. Open, the U.S. Championship, you have to have him do an open challenge. Open challenge, of course. Like, I mean, of you, course, you have to do that. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I don't even know where they're supposed to be in August. If they're like even trying to pretend there's something that matters in August, I don't know. Um, I, I think it would be smart to have him drop the belt. I do. I think that it, for the for the betterment of that match, for it to singularly be about John Cena and Austin Theory and trying to put over Austin Theory and make it believable that John Cena could win, I think that for the betterment of all those things, you should have Austin Theory drop the belt. I, I, I. That's my opinion. What they're doing, Lord knows. I mean. Lord, Lord, Lord knows. Um, and they, but they did the women's money. That I mean, what what was that? Well, and that was that was what I wanted to talk about before. Was the one thing that stood out to me is really? Yeah, that was what. But taking all of the women that were in the Money in the Bank match, making them compete to get out of the Money in the Bank match. Oh, for the uh, like, title shot? You mean? And, and then having Carmella win is the other very... Which, again, if you're just going to have Carmella no, win... That makes sense because she was the only one not in the match. Right, well, but, but then that's just... the thing. Why is it so important that, like... You, I think you could make the case that, like, Bianca versus Liv is a... Feels, feels like a bigger match. You, of course, can do that. But the point is, being... Is, is Liv winning Money in the Bank? Like, is uh, here's what I'm asking. Is this a sign that Liv is winning Money in the Bank? I think she might be. I mean, I could certainly buy it. I mean, sure, sure. The only, the only thing I love, Liv Morgan. It's like when she, if she wins, when she wins, whatever. Then what? I mean, that's always the problem with and, people and like that, right? And and with especially with her current, again, you always would slightly prefer, especially if you're going to do like a Drew McIntyre winning the briefcase and kind of not having. You prefer to have a heel, you know, carrying it on the other side, right? Um, so I mean, that, that would I be mean, my one, but but that was that was kind of my big takeaway was like. Oh, this is the easy spot for Liv to win. You you get a title match for Liv, makes her feel important again. A match that you know, yeah, it's not you know Bianca Rhea, but it's a match that's like okay, we we can play this off as a pay per view worthy title match. And sure, but they're also they're concurrently doing a bit where Becky can't win a match, which probably should be telegraphing for us that she's about to win. Like they're they're not this. Right. Are they are they going to do the uh, the equivalent of the Adam Cole Britt Baker thing here? Where Becky and Seth both Oh, both, win. yeah. I mean, they definitely I mean, here's, could. Here's the real question. Since Carmella, we have never had a women's money in the bank briefcase holder hold the uh, briefcase for more than 24 hours. Are we actually going to have that this time? I mean, Becky would be your best argument yeah, for it. Right, mm, Becky, yeah. Becky would definitely be the best. And again, they're, they're, the story they're telling is definitely a this is how she gets her groove back type of thing, right? Like, Becky's a mess. Becky's a disaster. What's wrong with Becky? And all of a sudden, Becky's the most threatening person on all of the television because she's got a briefcase. And, and Becky carrying the briefcase. Oh, is it's deli- yeah, delightful, 100%. 100%. All right. Can Which, we- again, if that's the case, why didn't Liv win that match? These are all fair questions. Can we wrap up? Are we good? Yeah, all right. I think so. Let's get some plugs in. Aaron. 
Uh, follow me on Twitter at the A Oster. Check out Vison. You can find it on the Comcast Xfinity app. Uh, you can see it on some programming on Masson and wherever you're uh, checking it all around the country. Check it out Vison.com. Brandon just announced Kip Moore is coming back to Ramsed Live on September 24th for all you country fans. Um, tickets go on sale next Friday at 10 a.m. and uh, for full lineup. And more announcements and tickets and all that stuff. Go to ramsheadlive.com or at ramsheadlive on Instagram and Twitter. And as always, I am at Brandon Linton on Twitter. At Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com for me. Hey, if you're in this area in Baltimore, uh, we're doing a sexy car wash tomorrow morning, <laughs> Saturday morning at uh, KNS Associates on Falls Road in Hamden. We are raising money for the uh, Hamden Family Center. Please. Come out, get your car washed. Uh, I will be. There will be no pictures. There will be no nothing. Like I, I, I'm wearing a hot dog speedo. It's it's the dumbest thing I've ever done. But there will not be pictures. You, if you miss it, you miss it. There will be nothing on the internet. No trace. None. So you want to come out, see it. Come out, get your car washed. Fifteen bucks, and uh, you're making a great donation to the Hamley, Hamden Family Center. Got it? Please do that at AJ Francis four one zero. Uh, for him, and uh, they're a week away from their big show on July 3rd. Oh, we found out uh, who's he facing, uh, Aaron? It's uh, Josiah, whatever name that's right. he's going Just, by. Josiah, yeah. yeah, that's exactly who it is. It's very cool. All right, uh, for Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event. Vent. 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 AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben, jobbing out. Jobbing out. Support women.